Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Good morning, Blake Lindsay here at Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. I'm certainly glad you're here. As you may or may not know, about two years ago, Mr. Ziglar suffered a fall, resulting in a concussion that has left him with short-term memory loss. All the information, though, is right there in his head. And now you get to hear it more than once if you spend time with him. I don't mind that a bit, because one of the byproducts of this is that we get to hear what is important to Zig, because he tends to bring it up time and time again. If you've heard Mr. Ziglar speak in the last two years, you know that one of the topics he loves to discuss is the love that he has for his wife, Jean. It is only fitting that today's topic is about marriage. Mr. and Mrs. Ziegler have celebrated over 62 years together in marriage. While I'm sure there have been some struggles, infidelity is not one of them. However, Zig knows that that is a problem, plaguing our relationships today. Listen to his thoughts on how to repair the trust that is lost when one partner goes outside the marriage boundaries. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In a publication of Executive Excellence, Stephen Covey tells a very interesting little story. And I emphasize this sort of thing because you see the marriage you're in right now has the best chance of success of any marriage you'll ever have. The reality is, and I repeat this, 50% of first marriages fail, 60% of second marriages fail, 70% of third marriages fail. We need to work on the one we're on. Well, Stephen Covey tells about this man who was at a seminar he was conducting out in Oregon on the course, beautiful setting. And he noticed the man as they were in a little private session, the man seemed far away. And then the man started talking. He said, you know, I should be having an absolutely wonderful time. Uh, this place is so beautiful, but I know in a little while I'll get a phone call. And I know my wife is going to be asking me some questions. And she knows all of the questions to ask uh, because it's under these identical circumstances that I met her when I was married to another person. Should be having a great time, but I'm absolutely miserable. 
Now, Covey went on to say, as the man talked, he said, you're into the quick fix, aren't you? What he wanted was an instant answer to the uh, problem which he had presented. What do you mean I'm into the quick fix, the man replied. And Covey's comment bears listening to to all of us when he said, my friends, you can't talk yourself out of a problem. You behave yourself into. So totally true. The best way to change her attitude and win her trust is to open an emotional bank account with her and start making deposits and don't expect quick results. You'll need to make a thousand and one deposits in that account over time before you see a significant change. Once trust has been broken, it cannot be repaired instantly. It takes a long period of time. And that's not to say that I don't believe that trust cannot be restored. I've seen it happen, but it is a very difficult thing to do. And Covey's absolutely right. It's got to have a lot of deposits. What kind of deposits? Deposits are made through courtesy and kindness as well as through honesty and commitment. Withdrawals from these emotional accounts are made through disrespect, threats, and overreaction. Both the trust factor and the comfort factor in a relationship, I believe, are built through the kind, courteous, and honest deposits that say, you can trust me. Now let's look at the difference between pleasure and happiness, obviously. Pleasure is short duration. Happiness is of a much longer duration. Whatever you do, not just in the marriage relationship, but I always encourage people to ask three questions before they indulge in any pleasure. And don't misunderstand. I think we got to have pleasure to be happy. I think there are certain things that, you know, we got to do that we enjoy that gives us fun if we're going to be happy. For example, I love desserts. I could eat sweets three times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'll absolutely guarantee it gives me much pleasure. But the question is, how happy would I be at 486 pounds? <laughs> and I think you get the answer. The answer is I would not be very happy. So question number one, ask yourself, before you indulge in the pleasure, can I repeat this pleasure indefinitely and be happy? If you can't, you better be careful with it. First thing I tell people when you start talking about drugs, can I repeat this pleasure indefinitely and be happy? The answer is absolutely no. Second question that we need to ask about uh, the pleasure is would I be willing for the person I love the most to see me doing this? Now, when you answer that one, you see, that automatically is going to eliminate a lot of conduct. And the third question is this. Will this pleasure be at somebody else's expense? When you indulge in a pleasure at somebody else's expense, I can absolutely guarantee you it is not going to lead to happiness on your part. It's absolutely impossible for it to happen that way. We want to be happy, then it's got to be built on trust. A lot of people ask the question, is adultery really that bad? In a study in USA Today of 3,000 women and 1,000 men, they discovered that 7 out of 10 men and women felt fidelity is more important than a good sexual relationship. 
When asked which was more important, fidelity or financial security, six out of 10 women and five out of 10 of the men chose fidelity. And the overwhelming majority, that 75% of the women and men agreed with the observation that fidelity is more important than keeping romance alive. I would insert in there that fidelity will keep the romance alive. The conclusion is inescapable. Faithfulness to each other makes all the other romantic parts of marriage much more exciting and gives the marriage the stability that is prerequisite for growth and happiness. Dr. Joyce Brothers reported this in one of her studies, that the typical affair lasts three months and 90% of the spouses return home. I wish it were possible for me to look into the eyes of every human being who ever listens to this recording. Because I would look you in the eye and I would say to you, are you willing to jeopardize your own long-term happiness, the happiness of your mate, the happiness of your children, the happiness of your parents and your mate's parents, any grandchildren that might be involved, are you really willing to jeopardize all that for a few minutes of, quote, pleasure that's going to be over before you can say scat? Now, if some of you think I'm a little hard on this one particular subject, I challenge you to pick a time, a quiet time, where you and your mate are discussing it and you ask your mate if you agree with what old Zig is saying. Don't be stupid. Don't take any chances. I got a letter from a lady one time, and she said, uh, when you talk about not taking a lady to lunch, you obviously don't trust yourself. I wrote her back, you got it right. I sure don't trust myself. And I encourage you to take exactly the same approach. I hasten to add the redhead enthusiastically supports my commitment not to go out with other ladies. Now, let me also say this, and here is the reason I'm so strong on this. A former colleague of mine, after 39 years of marriage, had a cup of coffee with a young fella. Gracious, he's 20 years younger than I am. Don't be ridiculous. And a divorce took place. Another friend of mine, after a marriage of over 50 years, took up a relationship with a younger woman that resulted in a divorce and the destruction of a long series of friends, family, children, grandchildren, the whole thing. Another friend of mine, a young minister, was counseling a young lady because she had just been abandoned by her husband. And uh, he went to her apartment for the counseling. His wife objected, and my minister friend said, don't be silly, this is my responsibility to serve as a counselor. Well, I don't need to tell you the rest of the story, but I will. Another family, two little girls were left without a father. It's serious business, ladies and gentlemen. Adultery is always committed in the mind first before it's committed in the body. Therefore, we need to be careful of the things we put in our mind. Pornography, lustful novels, suggestive movies, TV, and what have you. You just need to be careful about what you put in your mind. 
Pornography derives its drive from lust. Lust is not the result of an overactive sex drive. According to Richard Ashley, lust is not a biological phenomenon or the byproduct of our glands. Now hear this. If it were, lust could be satisfied with a sexual experience, like a glass of water quenches thirst or a good meal satisfies appetite. But Ashley observes that the more we attempt to appease our lust, the more demanding it becomes. He points out that when we deny our lustful obsessions, we are not repressing a legitimate drive, we are putting to death an aberration. He compares the relationship between lust and the gift of sex to that between a cancerous cell and a normal cell. He then recommends that denying it doesn't make us sexless saints, but frees us to fully and uninhibitedly express ourselves sexually within the context of marriage. That's what I'm talking about. So what do you do? You find a mentor when you're tempted, a person of the same sex, somebody to whom you can be accountable, somebody that will ask you the tough questions. And again, follow the advice of my good friend, Dr. James Merritt from Snellville, Georgia. Every night, he and his wife, before they go to bed, they say, honey, I sure do love you, and I've been faithful to you today. Again, I believe that if that happened in every marriage, that the number of people who committed adultery would be dramatically reduced. This topic may have touched home to many of you listening, so I want you to be encouraged to know that trust can be restored in a relationship if you have the persistence and the time. If you are in a committed relationship, I think you can find much wisdom in today's message of how to keep yourself and your marriage out of harm's way. Until next time, I'm Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.